What's up, my good people? Welcome to another episode of Walking Straight with Paul Petros. And today I got my good friend TJ with the Legacy Group, and they are a multi-unit investment firm, and they are about to break it down for us and let us know how it happens. Pay attention, motherfuckers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode with Walking Straight with Paul Petros. I'm Paul Petros, and today I have a friend and a guest. Uh, it's the same guy, obviously. His name's TJ, and we're going to jump into what he's doing. He's doing some incredible things. It's such a big topic. Uh, you see it all over social media. People are talking about investing and how to invest in the real estate market. And he does something that I want to do myself, which I actually I don't know much as I think I know. So I would <laughs> love. I'm excited to have this guy and his knowledge, and he's young. He's ambitious, and this is what we need. We need his knowledge, his information, and we're going to jump into it. Uh, TJ, uh, introduce yourself real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. First yes. off, um, yeah. So my name is TJ Kermins. Um, I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, born in born in Long Beach, California. Somehow I ended up here, um, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, I'm a multifamily real estate investor, um, specializing in value add. Uh, opportunities in secondary markets to major metropolitan areas. So what I do is I look to buy multifamily units, um, apartment buildings. I use it through a power of syndication. So I use none of my own money. I go out and I get investors on board that are looking for uh, significant returns backed, secured, and insured by real estate being the asset. And um, when buying these multifamily buildings, um, we look to you know increase revenue in certain ways, or whether that's decreasing expenses, increasing um, rents, whatever it happens to be, to be able to provide uh, those returns, refinance the money on out, keep it and build a portfolio of, um, of uh, uh, you know, uh, sustainable uh, asset and, and, and profit. So it's wow. a, it's a fun, it's a fun way to wow. do it. Wow. Yeah. That's so that's just high level stuff right there. China, you know, you're talking people giving you money and trusting you to do all the dirty work. Sure. Which I, not dirty work, but, no, but yeah, any work, dirty get, work, get, hard work. Let's yeah, just say hard work. Do the all hard work for sure. I do yeah. dirty work. You do hard work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's awesome. What's the name of your company? Legacy Real Estate Group. So, yep. That sounds great. That's a beautiful name. And are you just the only founder of the company or? No. So actually this all started, um, I actually was doing this alone. Um, actually I had one, I had one partner in it, but I was doing it on a small level. So what we were doing is we were buying like a one-off, two-off properties. We were growing it and continued to roll. And as I was finding success in what we were doing, um, primarily in the capital raise and raising that, that, that money to, for all this, I started to grow a little bit more. And I was talking to my attorney and I said, like, why don't we like, why don't we do this bigger? Like what, what's the next step? Absolutely. And he's like, well, that's, you know, you're creating a fund, you know, you're creating a private equity fund that is going to, instead of you doing, you know, raising money for private or property one and property two and three, you're actually going to raise uh, all of your money and deploy that out on multiple properties. So you're actually diversifying all of your investors' money. I was like, well, that's a, that's a great idea, but how do I do it? He goes, same thing you're doing now, just find these investors. So um, there are definitely rules we have to follow. There are things I can and cannot do, say. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we go out there. I bought, uh, my first one was a 48 unit deal. Um, it was, uh, we purchased it for uh, 2.1 million. And uh, I raised nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars for the property from seventeen investors, of which um, fifteen of them I did not ever meet. That's uh, incredible. <laughs> so, that is crazy. Yeah. If I give you 
If I, yeah, yes. if I gave you twenty dollars, I want to meet yeah. you. I want pictures of your babies. Yeah, I want thumbprints. Yep. I you know that is amazing. That just shows the level of of a person you are, and the leader that you are. Because to get somebody to give you that type of money, and I'm with partners like my businesses. Yeah. I've always had partners to get to that level. Someone to trust you. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So you must be an amazing, you must have a genuine gift for people that can recognize when you speak or sure. just like your genuinity. And then you're probably your references. You probably have great references, which are huge. Never burn bridges, no yeah. matter how the deals go, right? Yeah. And and there's there's something even on top of that too is, you know, um, the transparency through the whole process. Like I everyone on, on Instagram, on social media, they all preach all of this like really good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I only show that good stuff. And what they don't show is when they got kicked right in the teeth and they lost a couple hundred grand, right? Um, so I, I was real with that, man. Like I've I've had losses that, I mean, were, were crippling at times, man. It put Absolutely. me in a, in a dark place. And, um, you know, having the, that, the transparency with my investors, the internal um, conflicts you have to fight with it all is one thing. But um, what I was really proud of is not only did we raise this money from these, these, uh, these investors who have now made family, um, essentially for me, um, it was in the midst of COVID man. Uh, so it was in the midst of everybody really struggling and to, to, to put together an opportunity that they felt confident in when things were just weird, right? Things yeah. were really, really weird. Uncertain. And, uh, exactly. And, uh, to get them in, to get them to trust, um, you know, they believe not only in the deal, most, uh, most importantly, they believe that, that our, our objectives were true, that they were real, that they were, um, sustainable that, but that we were the right people to, to go through all of that. So my experience in the, in the past, um, that I had in real estate and I had in business, uh, I think spoke for itself burning the bridges. I mean, there are people that, um, you know, unfortunately have done that with myself for whatever happened reasons. And we look back on it. It's like, man, this was all like, there's no reason for this. Like we could have made something really special if we Absolutely. were just transparent, um, have those conversations and have the communication between one another that was real. And it was, you know, you know, two adults, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's be adults and have these conversations. Yeah. So. Well, that's, I think that's the only way you're going to succeed and move forward in your own futures is actually facing your situations head on. Cause yeah. if you do, you can't, you have to take your losses with your wins Yeah. because yeah. there's no winning if you could, if there's no losses, right? Sure. There's no first place if you ain't. <laughs> right. So like you have to play these games. Like, so you started, I, so you say you started in real estate. Yeah, yeah. So you, you started, how did you get into the whole yeah, industry? Man. That's, that's, I love the whole real estate <laughs> and I love it. And every time I take a step, like for the common person, yeah. for me, for any common person, how do they take that step to go and say, okay, I want to invest. In just one unit, yeah, not yeah. just invest in somebody like you. Can a small person invest with you, Absolutely. or does it always have to be somebody on a higher yeah. level? Or do you tell them, "Hey, go do your own first, learn it, and yeah, then come yeah. to me"? Yeah. So, so kind of a three-part question with that. Um, sure. One being that uh, how I started was the most unconventional way you could possibly think of. So, okay. my family's been in business for a long time. They own a large um, battery supplier company uh, throughout the country, uh, franchises all over. And I was working through that and I, I loved it. Um, it brought me really close with my family. Absolutely. Um, but I, I started to get a real feel um, for what an entrepreneur would look like and what it could be. And um, I actually left working for them to, uh, to follow my wife into her journey. So I thought, well, I could do my job anywhere, right? I could find a job. But she was, um, she was going to school at University of Michigan for uh, social work. Okay. 
so I still worked for family over there in Ann Arbor and I did all of that. But as I started realizing more, I was like, let's try something new. Right. And I got a phone call from a buddy of mine who, um, who worked in title insurance. So title insurance is what you need on every transaction for a house, um, refinance, you know, whatever. So I was, I was got a call and I interviewed and I didn't get the job. And so of course, you know, like as, as rejection comes, it's like, man, this, this sucks. Maybe I'm not meant to be right. Yeah. And my wife looked at me one day and she's like, listen, you have something special that people want. You have a knack for, for communicating with people to, to, to connect with people. Um, don't give up now. Yeah. And, uh, so I called up the, the, uh, the interviewer and, um, he said, dude, it wasn't that, that the job wasn't right for you. It's that you weren't right for this job. And, uh, I have something else I want to get to you. So about a month later, I get a phone call from him and I thought it was all smoke and mirrors. Like, Oh, like just, you know, I'll make him happy. But, uh, the reality of it was, was he was like, Hey, you shouldn't be in the residential. You should be in the commercial space. So I actually, um, he got a job. I got, he gave me the job. I got into there doing commercial title insurance, dealing with attorneys and lenders and developers, um, investors in, in, uh, Chicago. And I was uh, helping them in their transaction, watching people do this. And I was like, man, I want to do this so bad. And, um, I spent some time with a mentor of mine who was like, this is, you know, this is how you do things. And of course, like there's way more into it than I could ever learn in, in a week's time with you know, talking with him. Um, but then I, I had my mentor in the, in the business at Fidelity. Um, he was, he was, he was sick and he didn't tell anybody. And he calls me up one day and I go into his office and says, uh, TJ, so you're destined for big things. And I said, well, I appreciate that. But, uh, why are you saying that? Yeah. And he goes, well, uh, don't get stuck in this rat race. You need to go do something bigger. He's like, get out of corporate America. He's like, go and be special. Okay. And I was like, man, that's like, that's awesome. And then about a couple of weeks later, he uh, passed away. He didn't tell anyone he was sick. So like it hit me hard. Um, so I decided to, to test the waters. So I left my job that was super cushy and, uh, got into uh, brokerage and property management, project management for a third party and just wasn't a good fit, man. Um, ended up leaving that came back to Michigan, moved back from Chicago, moved back to Michigan and got back in title insurance and knowing that I wanted to do this for myself. Um, I was like, well, I can build up a really good network of people that I can use, right? When I yeah. did this, so I was kind of using my job to network to to grow. Absolutely. And we, my wife and I, had our second child, and um, I was just miserable. I was miserable working for someone else. So I said, mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm I'm out of here. My wife said, yeah, that's a good idea. So am I. And I was like, well, we're having a new kid, and she's <laughs> like, well, let's do it all together. So she pushed me. Um, I started flipping homes and loved it. I thought it was sexy. It was fun. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I can be the Chip Gaines of Kalamazoo. Yeah. And, um, and then what ended up happening with that was uh, passive income sounded way better. Um, and so I, I learned on how to invest. I went to a, um, a conference. I owned six units at the time. So I had a duplex and a quad, which all of them I've sold thus far. Um, and I was at this conference and uh, uh, listening to this guy talk. I was like, man, I can do this. And so I went back, talked to my attorney. He's like, yeah, it's called syndication, whatever. Um, so I said, well, I want 50 units. I'm going to buy 50 units this year. So I'll buy 10 units here, 10 units there. And, uh, that was in December. And in February I closed on my first 48 units. That's and then that year, uh, we closed on 232 units total. And so wow. uh, I did it all through the power of the syndication through my investors. Uh, your other question is how can, can someone else do this? Like, of course. Yeah, this is, this, it's, it's a, it's a science really. Um, there's, there's math to it. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward purchase price. You know, you go through it, but the, the big thing is underwriting these deals, understanding what exactly you have and what you exactly you want it to be. And what's the reality that like you can get to that final point, right? Yeah. You can, you can, 
I can put in my projections, you know, the rainbow, the moon, and the yeah, stars yeah. in there. But like having an actual understanding of where that's going to be. So got really good at that. And then unless you are independently wealthy, you yeah. need to raise this capital. Um, and so having that network and following the rules of the SEC are obviously highly important. Um, so it was uh, initially it was all my network. So I could only talk to people that I knew. So if I wanted to to see if you wanted to invest, I had to talk with you. I didn't know you. I had to, I had to meet Paul and talk with Paul and, and discuss with Paul. And I couldn't talk anything real estate with Paul until I knew Paul. Um, now I, you know, now I can talk to these people. So like the gift of gab, just tap, chatting with everyone and learning about yeah. them. Networking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Networking was, was uh, huge. And that's what I did. And then it grew into kind of the portfolio that we're in right now. And now we're, you know, now we're raising, um, 20 million legacy real estate group. We're raising 20 million at 20 million should buy us about 60, 70, $80 million of real estate. And what, what are you looking at for these real estate? Is it anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. So across the country. Yeah. It's, it's across the country. So we're focusing primarily in, um, uh, red states, right? Okay. So, so states that have good landlord yeah. friendly rules. Um, especially when I was buying all this stuff to start off with, I was in, you know, um, I was Mr. COVID. So a lot of these yeah. rules were, no, were shot. Nobody so, getting paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we're learning, you know, those processes. So we're investing in, um, we're looking in properties in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, primarily. Um, we're awesome. looking at deals all over if it makes sense, but we really need to evaluate, um, how that works, um, you know, it, each deal is, is independent from itself, right? Yeah. So each economy, each state, each uh, municipality has different rules. And we really need to know kind of the, the ins and the outs to evaluate these deals, to make sure we're good to go. And you're like, uh, so are you licensed for all those states? Is that how that works? Or is that you have different people that, or you reach out to different yeah. lenders in those states or different realtors in those states? Yes. Yeah, so that's exactly it. I'm not licensed in any of those states. Um, so I'm you, not, you third party. It. I, I do. Yeah. So we work with brokers all throughout the country with their Amazing. job is to find these properties for us. Right. Um, you can go on to the MLSs of the world. So, you know, like in residential, you can go and get a, a real estate agent. They're going to introduce you to the MLS. You're going to see all these properties and look at it. It's just like Zillow. That's where Zillow pulls all the information. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's MLSs for commercial properties like LoopNet and Crexy and all these things. But like Absolutely. most of the stuff is like unpriced. So it's just like, hey, Paul wants to sell this property. But Paul doesn't know what he wants to sell it for, or he does, but he doesn't want anyone else to know. So, you, so yeah. make an offer. Yeah. So you got to still go fishing. Yeah. You got to find that information. So working with a third party broker, working with someone that understands that market, understands the the analysis to it, um, helps us to get to that point. And of course, we've got a lot of investment into ourselves and into our business to understand those processes, kind of pull some of that data ourselves. Um, and then when we can, um, and preferably when we can, especially in today's day and age with the, the interest rates being what they are, um, we pull information to go direct to seller. Wow. So I, I look for a property, I target an area that's up and coming or that we feel is up and coming or maybe is is highly known it's up and coming, but it's undervalued, um, undermanaged. We go and target that property when we uh, we go and we do a thing called skip tracing and we go and I pull all the information for that, that property. And in that, I usually get the owner's email address and I usually get the owner's address and the phone number and then we call. Um, and I'm, call, like, huh? I'm like, bro, here, here's the deal. I want to buy your property. Um, are you interested? Uh, usually I get a lot of, how'd you get my information? This is creepy. Yeah. Um, but you once, put a bug in his head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I tell him, I'm like, listen, I'm, you're going to hear from me every, every quarter. Hang up if you want, but you're going to hang from me every quarter. And when you're ready to sell, I'm here. And, uh, so we have a team that does that, you know, they reach on out, they talk to these people. Um, you know, they find these properties and what's nice about real estate is even if I can't buy the property, I can actually give that property to somebody else and get paid for it. 
So there's thing called like wholesaling where I get a property, maybe I don't have the money to deploy on it right now, right? So I get the money, say the property we evaluate, it's worth 2 million, um, but I got on a contract for 1.75. I might go to an investor that has one point, you know, or $2 million or wants to buy the property. And I said, listen, I got the contract under 1.75. I'll sell it to you for 1.85. So they pay me $100,000 to get the contract that I got under contract. Just to give the contract a step away? Yep. That's and then, amazing. then I get paid for that. So, so you're saying all this and I, like, it's, you're right. The <laughs> word is sexy. Yeah. When you're saying, I'm like, man, who doesn't want to do this? Yeah. You know, and not everyone can do it, but if you're willing to learn and put the effort in, yeah. it, like it's, but you got to learn how to do those cold calls, which it's a big conscience. You got to, you got to have a mindset and you got to have a different personality. Thick skin, man. How, how, so that's how walk us through a day in TJ's yeah. life. How, <laughs> what does he do? How does he get prepared for, yeah, to make yeah. those calls? Yeah, they're yeah. even hard for me to make those yeah, calls dude. to anybody for anything. Yeah, it really it's, is. It's it's interesting. So luckily, we've got a team that does that now. But ultimately, um, you know, when we when we got going with this, right, um, you know, having the thick skin, you're going to hear 150 no's before you even hear a like <laughs> a, a possible. Yeah. Um, but the reality of it is, is like you know, that's 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 life, man. Right. Like yeah. we're going to have all this shit that pops up, and it's it's you just either face it dead on, or you choose to deflect and and you can't take it. Um, and so what we do is, you know, we walk through, I get up, um, I, you know, I have things all time blocked for me, right? So I'm going to spend time analyzing deals here. I'm going to spend time networking with brokers. I'm going to spend time uh, reaching out and cold calling to X, you know, XYZ partners. Um, and so it's, it's, it's very direct in what we do because I felt like I could spend all day, honestly, cold calling. I love it. Um, I love raising money. I love the cold calling side of it. Um, I'm glad I have people to do that now. Um, yeah. I'm glad we have opportunities for that. But um you know, I get in there sometimes, you know, go in there and make these calls. I mean, today um, we spent time, I've got a, a really cool employee, uh, Joe, that we just brought on that just specializes for me in finding these properties and, and evaluating them. So we walk through a whole process of a deal of how we could buy a property for said amount. And, and I showed them how quickly we can increase the value by doing very little work. So yeah. Um, he was like, he was like, why am I not doing this? And I was like, well, don't get, don't, 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 don't get too big and leave me. Yeah. I don't want to hire a new Joe. So you can't but, tell uh, all your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, this is not, there's not really any secrets to all this stuff. Um, you know, when I got started, um, they, everybody I reached out to was like, yeah, for 30, 40, 50, 60 grand, hundred grand was one of them. You can join our mastermind group and I can teach you how to do this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have the money. Like yeah. that's, I want to, yeah. you know, but like, I don't have that money. Yeah. Um, I mean, full transparency, man. Uh, seven years ago, I had 12 bucks to my name. Wow. 12 bucks. Wow. Today we own almost 12 million in real estate. So, um, Incredible. so I didn't have that money. So I actually created a coaching and uh, a consulting company for multifamily real estate, where if you wanted to get in the group, it's a, it's a small cost to get into the group. Um, that cost right there ultimately is, um, you know, you're going to learn, I put together a course online so you can go through and it does like a nine modules, how to raise money, how to network, how to analyze a deal, how to understand terms, speaking with a broker, building your team, like all these things that I had to learn how to do. Um, made a course for that. Um, and then I have a, 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 a weekly phone call that we talk about real estate, um, uh, talk about something in, in multifamily commercial real estate. So we build up this, this network, this community for all that. And then I brought a one-on-one -on -one coaching where I literally spend time with you one-on-one -on -one game planning with you. I help you raise money. I get on the phone calls with you because a lot of people, they either can find deals or find money, but they usually can't find both um, unless they've got a team together. So I help find deals for you. 
I help analyze deals for you. I help raise money for you. Um, so we have a two tiered program. So, um, you know, my, my objective was to always get people. I have a goal of creating a hundred millionaires through multifamily real estate. Yeah. Um, I want to bring in people that are, are motivated to leave a long lasting legacy for them, for their family, um, for their children's children. Um, I is think that's that, a dream. That's a dream, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that's why everything I have is legacy in there. When we create a legacy real estate group, uh, uh, me and my four partners, we sat down. Um, I believe in like manifesting this stuff. So three years ago when I started, I wrote in that font, uh, yeah. legacy. And, uh, when we started doing this, we all were beaten up and brainstorming as what we're going to call this. And I said, guys, hold on. And I took a picture and I screenshotted it to everyone on the call. And I said, legacy real estate group. And everyone was like, yep. Yeah. That's it exactly sounds solid. It, and, it sounds, and so, sounds strong. You know, so we, you know, when we, when we focus on all this stuff, it's always, you know, our core values. If you don't meet our core values as an investor, as a broker, as a, um, a partner, uh, whatever it happens to be, we, we just don't have time for that. You know, yeah. We're not aligned. We're just not going to do it. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I it's agree. Special. I agree. Energy is a big deal. Yeah, man. Energy. You have to align. You have to, uh, you have to feel comfortable, you know, you have to trust uh, that that's huge. I think, um, you're headed in the right direction and you're doing crazy things that that's amazing. What's the next big thing coming up for you? Uh, my hundred percent focus is on, on raising this money. So, you know, buying or getting 20 million, um, gets me like I said, 70, 60, 70, $80 million in real estate. After that, um, my goal for the coaching was a hundred, um, a uh, hundred students or hundred people to become millionaires through multifamily real estate. My objective is ultimately I want to own a billion dollars with real estate. Um, and I, wow. and I, and I, I'm going to do everything I can to do it. Um, you're going to do and it. I want to leave a long impression for, for my boys. I want my kids to be proud of what mom and dad did. Um, the, the, the strength for my wife and I is, you know, we've got a really good support system. So, um, you know, being each other and our outside. So using that opportunity, using the network that we have to really get to that goal, I think is, is, is going to happen. Um, and, and, and something that we tie to, cause she, she sits home with my two little boys now is she's coming from the social work side. We love the give back component, right? So yeah. when we invest in these neighborhoods and these communities, um, we look to partner with some sort of organization that, uh, is aligned with our core values that we'd be able to give back to, uh, the less fortunate, Absolutely. um, um what, whatever that happens to be. And, and it, it varies in, in different, you know, different, uh, um, avenues. So I, it's yeah, special. I agree. I've been in those situations where most of our stores and stuff that we've opened have always been in like tough neighborhoods or na neighbors that are just lacking those, like lacking those businesses, lacking yeah, yeah. the, the inventory for them to purchase. And then we walk in and we just, we built them something beautiful and we work hard yeah, you do every job. day for that. And I think, um, it's important. And, but one thing you do get back from that, which nobody ever sees is how special the customers are, sure. and how special the people in that neighborhood are yeah, yeah. because they appreciate you being there. Yeah. You know, and you don't see that in like some of the nicer neighborhoods because they feel like they, they should have that regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sense know? of entitlement for yeah. sure. I mean, um, and, and, and here's the thing is like, I mean, I'll speak to, I'll speak to exactly what you said specifically to what, what you do is, you know, in our area, we had a large, you know, large chain right down the road from us. Yeah. Everyone went to it. Everyone went to it. Yeah. Um, and I think to your credit, you see what they're doing now, uh, yeah. not naming names, how, yeah. what they're doing. It's yeah. like, I, I have to assume that they've lost business. Yeah. Um, I joke, but I was like, man, I told you before, I was like, I might as well like get a, get a bed here. Like I'm there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. It's twice a day sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes. And it's like, my wife hates it. Cause she's like, why don't you just grocery shop for like the week? And I yeah. was like, 
I don't want to. I, I don't either. And as I go in and I was like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just part of this really cool community now. Um, kind of funny, but like, yeah, like when I, uh, I was telling you earlier, I got a, a car wreck right by your guys' place and I walked right in. They're like, you again. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but now look, they're like, oh, dude. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, you do really good work. Um, and we've had a, we've had a really, my wife and I have had to talk about just like, what would we do if they did come down the road? I was like, I know it would take a lot of time. Like yeah, I mean, we oh. lost a lot of time. I mean, the convenience is great, but you Absolutely. guys do really good stuff too. No, so. I love it. It's and that that store Midtown's probably would have been one of the best uh, businesses that we ever opened, just because of the how the first of all the community like accepted us like crazy, crazy and sure. treated. And then I made a lot of friends. Yeah, dude. which I never did before. Before I just walk in, work hard as I can to get the hell out. Now it's like I go there on my days off. I sure. <laughs> go say hi to everybody. I want to have fun. I have my employees over my house. Right, I'm right. like I never did that before, and I. I, I really enjoy it and it made me look at different perspectives and actually want to reinvest yeah. into the community, reinvest into my, like make my, my home permanent here. Yeah. So it's hard to figure those things out. So I think you're heading down the right path. I'm Appreciate excited that. about what you're going to do next. Um, tell me something that you're doing outside of work that nothing to do with that. Like, what do you do? What do you do on a, on a normal <laughs> day? What do you golf? I mean, what yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a golfer. Um, not the best, but I'm I'm trying. Uh, got some more free time. So I'm are you a to... drinking golfer or are you just a regular golfer? Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's that, that's it's hard problem. to separate. It them. depends. I either start off drinking and and know it's going to be bad, or hope that it's going to be good, and I'm going to make the PGA tour that day, and yeah. uh, and don't, and then I start drinking. So probably a drinking golfer is what it ends up being. Um, social golfer. Um, I, uh, I I'm, I'm I love spending time with my boys. So. Uh, get really one of the reasons we got into this was ultimately time that I can spend um, with my with with my boys, you know, being able to be there. That's incredible. Um, so, you know, whether it's a play camp that they're in, um, uh, you know, going to their games, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're six and three. So they're not doing a ton of stuff right now. But like, you know, going to jujitsu, going to these things. That well, they, what's they the do. most the most the thing I read, the most important part with children is those one through four. Yeah, Those sure. ages one through four are the most important times of a child. You'll never get them back. Yeah, yeah. Spend every second you can with them. And I didn't get to do that with my first kid. And I, it bothers me so much because yeah. my life wasn't there yet. And now yeah. it is. And I get to spend more with my other kids. But it's so important. And our, I don't know how your parents were, but mine were never around. Like sure. My mom was just like, get the fuck outside. <laughs> my uh, yeah. my, uh, my uh, dad was at work all day. It's just like I didn't see anybody. Yeah, and right. like And there was no... My dad didn't come to any games. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go to any sports. He didn't care. He didn't care about that stuff. He's like, yeah, you need to go make money when you get when you graduate. Sure. So have fun. You're not gonna go to the yeah. NBA. You're not going to the NBA, son. Just yeah. to, let, me, let me give you a rude awakening. Yeah, rude, rude awakening. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You're going to work. You're gonna no, go stock shelves. I exactly. <laughs> I, 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 my parents were great. Um, yeah. My parents did a really good job. Um, my dad worked hard. He was in the Navy, so he was all over the place um, yeah. a lot. But. You know, um, what we look to do for, for our boys is like, I'm usually home 3.30 every day, which yeah. is when my son gets out of school. Um, you know, I I'm, I take my boys to school. So we we switch, uh, my wife and I, um, some days I don't get to, but like I get to drop my one one off at, uh, at, at uh, preschool. I get to walk my other to uh, kindergarten. Awesome. Um, you know, and just be present. Like, you know, um, yeah, there's times, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, business takes over and I'll be sitting there and, you know, I'll catch myself on the phone or my wife will walk up and slap it out of my hand. She's like, you're home. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. email. And she's like, then go back to work. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was something too, is like, you know, doing this and having the opportunity to, to travel and experience things, bring my kids, um, there, um, 
I don't know if this is going to be a, a hobby, but it's something I'm, I'm I love doing. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a blackjack player like crazy. So okay. I play blackjack uh, like crazy. Wow. So I'm in Vegas quite regularly. Um, do really well with it, but uh, so I do that. So it's not really a good mix. I don't tell people that a lot because yeah. they're like, "Well, I'm going to give you money and invest yeah. in a property, and you're going to go." And I was like, "No, there's no. rules. I can't touch that stuff." Yeah. So, um, and then uh, I like to coach. So um, I like to coach um, uh, soccer. So I was a soccer player growing up. So okay. I uh, I worked um, after I wasn't able to play in college and didn't didn't get to go and play, you know, at Manchester United, yeah. uh, which was always my goal, right? Um, uh, you know, working with like 11, 12, 13 year old kids at the time when I was coaching uh, big time, it was the way I could kind of live vicariously through those kids and, and give them what I didn't have back then. The games changed so much. So I was able to uh, switch things up, switch gears and, and kind of create. What How we're athletic doing. are the kids of this generation? It's unbelievable. Dude, it's insane. It's I, insane. We would we sucked. <laughs> we sucked. So, I'm sorry. We sucked. I These just think kids there's are so we, much money thrown in it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching and, what parents their are doing. Health and genetics, yeah. and they're they're tall. They're all lengthy. <laughs> I'm like, wow, they got all the gifts that I wanted. Like uh -huh. maybe we got, maybe we're in the wrong generation, yeah, right. right? We're definitely in the wrong generation. I so blackjack, huh? I I'm a big blackjack player. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I go, that's uh, yeah, when yeah. I go casino, that's all I touch. You can play whatever you want. That's all I will touch is yep, blackjack. Yep. I love it. It's yep. just something about that one hand, oh, one yeah. on one, and you and you feel like you're you're playing against because you're actually playing against that dealer. Yeah. It's the one what? game that you're playing one on one. It's well, it's and and that, but you also when you get a good table, you've got um you've got a team, right? If yeah. you're all playing by the book, yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a sense of energy that. But I you got to pick the right tables because oh, you can't play at the five dollar tables yeah. and expect the team. <laughs> you're gonna get assholes over there. Yeah, and they're yeah. like they're gonna hit on eighteen. <laughs> Well, I'm teaching. I'm teaching my uh, my six year old now. Um, we play blackjack at night. Yeah, with his money. Oh, it's yeah. awesome, bro. So it's, he learns. <laughs> he learned. He, he learned. learned. Uh, Daddy, and, but here's the thing: is there's one night my wife was like, "Hey," she like sends me a text. She's like, "We're done." I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "He's taking a lot of money," and uh, he was like, "For him, he was keep one like twenty bucks one night." I'm like, "Bro, oh, like you need to stop." Kid. It's like I'm I'm handing out my own cash. Like I'm supposed to be taking yours, and naturally I was gonna just put it in. Um, yeah. But you know, we're teaching him about. Um, about investing we're touching both teaching both of them about it and so we uh we talked to him about what it looks like and how, how it works and how you can do it and self-directed iras and like i didn't really talk about money with my family no so i talk i talk with my kids a lot about it i don't talk necessarily about how much we have or make or anything like that i don't i don't think that's important right now like yeah, you're fine. and there we go yeah. so no I, I think you're you're not taught financial literacy in school and i was talking with this about someone before is like actually i was talking to him about today is there's in, in all politics side, and I won't get into any of that stuff, but um, you're just not taught that way. You're taught to go to school, yep. to work hard, go to college, get a good degree, apply yourself in a job, work your way on up, invest your paycheck into the market, yeah. retire one day, and whatever you have is, is what you yeah. get. Um, but you're not taught like real true financial literacy um, or financial independence and freedom and what that looks like, right? Um, and so when I started reading about real estate, like I grew up with the idea of 07, 08, 09, like real estate was the worst thing ever. But yeah, in the reality of it was, it wasn't real estate, it was the banks. It was the, it was the lending and it was a lot of the stuff. So like, I had this misperception of, of what the hell was going on. And then I, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched The Big Short, the movie. Yes, I have. That yeah. made, uh, that like literally, I had so much anxiety from watching that movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, if I lived through that time, like I, I don't blame people for yeah. like, it. Was, it, not it makes you feel it. like you're not smart enough to do it. Oh, I think that's a, I think that's a really good like segue to what I was trying to, like I was going to get to is like, I think if people understood this more, 
more people would do it and it would change the way that we, you know, we perceive financial literacy and independence because I took all my money out of the stock market. I just had a conversation with a guy the other day. He said, just this, um, just this year alone, he's lost $450,000 mm-hmm. of, of his retirement and he can't take the money out because it's, it's, you know, he's not retired. Yeah. Um, he's going to pay penalties and all that. So what happens, right? The market goes down. He goes, well, I have to put more money in. Mm-hmm. You put more money in. Well, that's not growth. That's that's more money you put in. That's You didn't grow your portfolio. You had to invest more into it. Then it comes back, right? And it's, times are really good and, and people are happy, right? And they're making a ton of money. And you get to that point and you're like, well, I don't want to pull my money out now. It's making so much money. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but how long did it take you to get back to that? Yeah. How much do you lose in the first place? So we talked about, you know, talked about that. And he's like, that's a really good point. And then I got talking about like real estate and the tangible asset that you have that is is backed and it's it's insured and secured by by a building that other people are paying to 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 live in and to yeah. to work with and so like I was teaching him all that stuff and all of a sudden he's like dude how do we do this I said well we can talk about self directed IRAs and pulling money out of your 401k legally and without fees and penalties to invest into what I do yeah um, and I showed him how to do that and he's like dude uh, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're having those conversations too, but like, you don't learn this stuff, man. If I learned this in in school, I would have been so excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's still like, and maybe it is confusing to a lot of people, but if you actually have the right teachers and how does someone start in your course? Like you said, you had that course, yeah. like how does that, so being involved in your course, so that means you're just directly getting involved with you yeah. or is it just more of like, we're going to teach you how to go do your own thing? Yeah, it's a both. Um, so every week I'm on a call with the entire group. Um, so we go, we talk real estate, we talk uh, trends, we talk, I bring guests on um, that talk about interest rates and um, analyzing deals and raising money and and uh, self, setting up self-directed IRAs. So I bring all these people on in that uh, that help with all that. But I actually created a course online. So if you go to like uh, invest investwithtj.com, it's a breakdown of all the things you get. So you get access to the course, our deal analyzer, you get a bunch of different stuff in the group package. And then if you decide to go one-on-one, I take my time to go and travel to come see you, sit down and create a game plan with you. Um, I actually fly out to Phoenix, um, what, in two days to go meet with one of my students to literally just talk about their game plan and structure their game plan, meet them finally, and um, and and start this process for them, right? Yeah. So, that's incredible. Like I said, I, I help them raise their money. I help them structure their deals, build their team, um, and, and they get access to my network. So all the things I didn't have that I wish I had when I started, I'm giving back to these people, um, you know, these students, these these um, um, these investors that want to be where we're at. Um, and hopefully they can they can be, uh, you know, owning a bunch of real estate here in, in a few, few short years and, and they can help out and give it back to Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a chain. It's, it's really incredible. So one more thing let's talk about uh you have all so you have time now mm. what else what else are we doing are we watching shows are we, uh, <laughs> i know one thing that you do i know one thing that you do uh-oh i got you a gift from my show. oh no i know one thing because thought about you i had to get you uh <laughs> a you, nice sir. uh blanton's here oh boy. If you're a bourbon drinker guys this is yep, the drink that's it it's yeah. uh sometimes hard to get and uh that is awesome. I know. I appreciate that. I know what he liked. That's my gift. Oh, man. Uh, so I know. So tell me a little bit about yeah, bourbon. Yeah. I'm not a bourbon guy. I haven't got into it. I do dabble. My friends are drinking. I'll drink with them. Yeah. But I'm crazy tequila guy right now. Yeah, there you go. I'm loving tequila. Less of a hangover. Yeah, definitely. The dark <laughs> is tough, man. I just kind of I, I kind of stay away from dark. I used to drink the cognac back uh-huh. in the days. And uh, 
think I think I've been scarred from that. Okay, fair but enough. yeah, but what's uh? So the bourbon. The... I I'm a big fan of bourbon, so I have a big bourbon collection. Um, I I don't know. I fell in love with it. One, I think that it was situational to the network I was in. So when we were going out, I was ordering like a Bud Light, and everyone else was ordering like old fashions. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's. <laughs> I'm the odd man out of that yes. one, right? I've been and, in those. I've been in those situations. Yeah. That took me a minute to adjust. I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like, you guys don't want me drinking Hennessy? Right. right, right. <laughs> like, all right. You know, I guess I'll order me a forty-five dollar glass of drink right, <laughs> or eighty dollars. Like, I so I remember the exact moment actually. Now that I, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about it. So my cousin, who is my one of my best friends, um, we were going on a road trip to uh, to Boston yeah. to watch uh, the Cubs and the Red Sox play. At Fenway, and I'm a big Cubs fan. And um, it was supposed to be four of us, and one of them got in trouble um, with some stuff before we left, so he couldn't leave. And the other one, I don't think had any intention on truly going, um, mm -hmm. but he wanted to go. And so, like at the last minute, he's like, "Hey, boys, I can't go." And we're like, "Okay, what do we do?" And my, I said, "Well, let's just cancel." My cousin's like, "No, we got all this shit planned." They're like, "Let's go." I'm like, "All right." So we we went, man. We went and we took this trip. And my I called my dad. I said, "Hey, man, we're going to go on this trip. Um, you go to you know go to New York, right?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you got to go to this place called the Whiskey Room." And I'm like, "Deal." That sounds that yeah, sounds, sounds like I can I can social media that and take a yeah. picture in front. I'm like that's yeah. that's what I want, man. So I go uh, we go there and I order. Um, my cousin uh, my cousin's a little bit older than me. He's a big fan of, of bourbon. Um, so he orders, uh, he orders glass and I'm like, yeah, make it two on the rocks. Let's go. And then I was like, you know, that was pretty good. No, once it got a little watered down, I was like, that's, that's yummy. So I was like, let's do that again. So we get four of them and the bill comes. She's like, that would be 200 bucks. So we ordered four drinks. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, it was like $50 a drink. I was like, man, that could buy me a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, man, okay, if I'm going to get into this though, like I'm going to get into it. So I, I bought all in, man. I went in. Um, so we started kind of collecting, um, rare stuff. My wife's. How's that work? My wife's aunt's husband, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, he is a um, Tennessee squire. Oh. So um, you go to the Jack Daniels distillery mm -hmm. and there's a special room where that's the only place that you can drink in the town because it's a dry town. Um, so we're like, all right, well, I, I he let me in because you, you can bring one guest. Yeah. And you have to be nominated and you have to be approved and you have to all this stuff. So I'm like, oh man. So I go, oh, this is beautiful. This is awesome room. I'm like, I'm a pipe smoker, like the old fashioned pipes. Yeah. So I was like, people are smoking pipes and cigars and it's a riot. And I get back, I'm like, man, I really like that. And about four or five, six months later, I get this letter from the Tennessee Squires. And it was like, you've been approved. And he oh, he, yeah, he submitted he submitted me. So I got approved through the whole process. So now I get to go. Um and I thought, man, again, if I'm all in, like, I got to be all in on this. So uh, I just, I love it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, at night, I'll take a sip of it and have some fun. Um, friends come over and they get to see the collection Cigar. and they, they're like, hey, uh, I've never had, you know, whatever. Yeah. I was like, well, I've got it. Yeah, you got it here. So, What's the most you spent on a, on a bottle? Uh, oh, boy. So we got this bottle of Pappy's. Um, oh, and Winkle. Yeah. So it cost, oh, man, it cost about 4500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was rough, man. And it was, uh, it was. I won't give away the sources, but it was black market stuff. So it was uh, like we had to go through the back channels because no one, no one sells it. You well, it you know, most people that get allocated them, they already have buyers for them, and it's gone. So if oh, yeah. you don't have a connection, you're not going to get it. As soon as it goes in the store, there's already someone that's taking it. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah, right there. And yeah, I have, a, I have a brother-in-law. He has, uh, he gets 
one or two years, but it goes his landlord actually. Uh, yeah. And then Arbor, he actually gets his debts, which I don't blame him. His hey, landlord, hey, hey, right? Hey, yeah, yeah. You want to keep him happy, cost <laughs> you a fortune not to give it to him. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Which is, I never had it. I've, I've oh, definitely. We'll, we'll we'll have it. I'll bring it over, man. It's um. That that's uh that that's a good one. That one I would drink. I that that one I would drink. I would love to have it just to. Well, we won it at an auction actually, which that's was kind of cool. So I mean, I think the I think the one bottle of it's worth um. So it's like a Pappy twenty year. But it's a, or eighteen year maybe. Yeah. But um, it was I think it like retails out at like sixty five something. I bet. Yeah. And it was this small charity that um, it was on there. It was like, hey, we're auctioning off these bottles of whiskey and bourbon. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And they did really well because they they were gifted it and they made forty five hundred bucks. Who would give this? Oh yeah, I was like, that's kind of friend I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's kind of friend I have friend. right here. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> give that. No, I don't bother family, but trust me, <laughs> I wish you know. So no, I I, I like I definitely like the bourbon man. It's uh, it's fun. We have um, we have a nice collection to the point where my wife's now like starting to eye it and say, "What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah. She, well, she's she likes it now because it's it looks classy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so she's like, "Well, let's get like a nice chest for it. Let's get all this." So I've got this whole collection going, and she's organizing stuff and i'm like whatever yeah, you gotta let her dead let yeah, her decorate right. it as much and as then, i like to think i was chip no. game she yeah. likes to think she's joanna right yeah, so yeah, she, yeah she goes through and does her like feng shui maria condit whatever it's called and i'm like you do you girl whatever yeah you know i do the same i you know we feed off each other me oh, and yeah. my wife yeah like you know she vibes off me you see sure. she was here yep she's sitting there she, she's talking about all week you know yep. like she's been driving me crazy she's like who do you want to have on your first guest and i'm like just like thinking i have like so many people here and i want to start i want to stay in my community sure sure build that community first i'm like somebody more relatable to me you know? sure, like, sure. i mean you know, we do different things but relatable we're young sure. we're hustling and we have same energy we have good yeah. vibes and every time i see you i'm like like i'm happy to say hi to you yeah. you know right. and i think i just want to build a friendship too with you which i think we can do that sure and then another thing what about shows you'd be watching any shows or anything oh dude we um my yeah. wife and i are... i'm a big show guy and oh, i fall boy. asleep through everything but i i <laughs> It takes me 30 days to finish one yeah, episode because yeah, yeah. I just fall asleep in bed. I, I but I work like disease, a maniac man. always to, you know, <laughs> uh, I got to get near level. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I, you know, we're watching the, the what is that? The House of Dragons. Oh, now. just watch this. Yeah, just watch that I, last one. I think that Game of Thrones was the best, worst show I've ever watched. 100%. Um, I love that show so much until the end. And I will never, I was like, I'm glad yeah. I went through that journey. I'll never watch it again. So I even said I wouldn't watch this. And my, I saw it on the corner of my eye. My wife was watching. I was like, yeah, it's oh, impossible not to like, watch That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. And so we started watching that. Um, I like Dexter. Um, I like all that old stuff. I feel like it's missing now, like Breaking Bad and the Dexters. Oh and God, I love um, Breaking Bad. I watched Better Call Saul. I never, I didn't get I didn't The get beginning, it really, the whole lawyer thing was really slow. Yeah, yeah. But the second half of the the show was great. Really? All the, all the My father-in-law Gus, the same thing. Everybody, Frayne, uh, Mike. All their stories. So this was pre. This is set pre, up pre. Pre before Jesse and uh, Walter White. So if at the end, they little clips of them, but oh. that's it. But it has uh, it, how they all met all the guys before. See, I can. Continue they have that. the Salamancas, the really? the, the cartel, how it started, all of it. It gets really and it's violent and it's good. And there's a guy on there. You once you get to it, what you're gonna see his name Lalo Salamanca. Not the first one. You're gonna, you got You're gonna love this character. Okay. But the one thing about Game of Thrones, which I hate, the worst part about it is that every single season they're gonna kill somebody that you don't want them to kill, and I think that's what keeps you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's did that... it every single time, and like 
You want John Snow? Why is John Snow? You don't, die? You don't <laughs> want to. You don't want to ever fall in love with someone because you know that they're going to be. They're going to die. Yeah, it's and, so uh, annoying. It's it's uh, yeah. I I um I don't know if you watched the the most recent one, but like there's a shock yes, that happened. I was like, holy shit! Yes, I did. I mean, yes, I didn't I like did. the character, but it was like that shock and awe factor. Yeah, right? like, but like what just happened? <laughs> like somebody what, somebody what, liked that character. Yeah, like, I'm like that character's that character. Yeah, yeah, up, and, so. and um, th- those are good shows. And I've been watching a lot of like uh, what Spanish and Italy shows on Netflix. What? Yeah, they, they just have random shows. They are so graphic, and they're, like, really good shows, and I have to change the subtitles and stuff to English. Right, right. But, like, they're good, and they are out there. Like, in, like it's crazy. Germany shows. You can and, just get that right on Netflix? Or do you get they're on Netflix. Netflix. They're just shows that are popping them up there, and they just, like, search them. And I watched a few. I watched one called Gamora. It's, okay. like, the mock. It's, it's in Italy, and it's their show. It's, like, their Sopranos, right. but on a ten times harder level. Violent crazy everybody dies Are nobody you... lives everyone dies it's oh. crazy but great like you can't but it's the subtitle thing kind of annoys me with the uh yeah you yeah, kind of yeah. have to you always yeah i yeah. i'm a i'm a big like i'll be watching the shows and i'll be on my phone right yeah. and so like i can't do that when i'm watching that but yeah are you so are you italian then no what are you no i'm middle eastern i'm chaldean you're Chaldean. Yeah, you know what that is. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, not many people do. Yeah. Right. So you... uh, one of my biggest clients when I was in um, uh, when I worked in Birmingham, uh, there's a huge uh, Chaldean community over there. Oh, uh, we're all Metro Detroit area is right. So it's it's, it's Christian Iraqi, right? Yeah. Right? Catholic area. Yeah. Catholic. Okay. Yeah, it's too close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I um yeah all of a sudden I What's got his asked, name. Uh, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the thing I, I learned about all the Chaldeans were like you have such a close connection with each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like everybody has. Uh, something and then everyone goes to that one person for that and i was yeah. like okay and then um so one of the girls that i used to um, network with all the time amanda shamoon okay she's a freaking rock star yeah and uh she's like tj i love working with you i think you're great at what you do she's like uh, i'm gonna introduce you to my Kellyan friends yeah it's like sweet she's like and if they if they accept you your family like you're uh, done i'm like okay so work, I, yeah. I got in with them and he owns uh one of them owns uh, a bunch of hotels okay one of them owns a liquor store that has this like awesome pizza. And so I would go when I was traveling and doing, you know, doing sales and, and inter- you know, um, uh, looking to cold call, you know, yeah. different clients. I'd stop by his place and I'd be like, Hey man, uh, just another slice of pizza. And I'd walk out with this big ass pizza. Cause he's like, no, no, no family. You got it, man. I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, uh, well that's can I thing. give we you feed, the 50 bucks? We feed, we gift, yeah, we man. have to, it's like, that's how we are. You come over like, if we weren't doing a podcast, we would have a table of food for you. Yeah, just a small yeah, just, yeah. food. Yeah, just <laughs> random food. Like, I'm not hungry, but it doesn't matter. Right. Take yeah. it with you. Take it with you. Yeah, you know exactly. what? That's what they said too. Well, give us credit for one thing that we done. We did, like when we came to America, probably in the early, um, late 70s, we okay. came to it. We started coming to America from Iraq. And um, we went right to like the Metro Detroit area. We're like the worst neighborhoods in the world. Right? Sure, sure. Like they're saying Detroit's the worst, and we're coming from a country of that bombs used to land like down the street. Right. Doesn't scare us, you right, know. Yeah. Like, and we're like, and everybody fled during the riots, like le- abandoned Detroit. We're like, sure. we'll open businesses. We're not scared, and yeah, that's well, what a lot of our family members did. Yeah. They worked open close. Makes sense, man. Uh, our first generation parents, they worked open close. They never came home. Some were killed in those stores. It's crazy, and um. But now the new generation, which is like the second generation, which is like me, and they are entrepreneurs and they are hardcore and they go, they get it yeah. done. I have friends that are closing 
a friend that closed a deal in Ann Arbor for for twenty six million on an apartment complex. Yeah, right there. And I used to be his partner in this store. Okay, that was me and him. I, yeah, yeah. My, that's my first business. It was a check cashing business with a Boost Mobile. Like that's in Grand <laughs> River, Greenfield, Detroit, much south south side Detroit. That's insane. And he was my partner. He built the building for me. He goes, I had no money. He I used to work in a different check cashing. He goes, I'm gonna open one for you. I like the way you work. You open one for me. He goes, pay it off. You get twenty five percent. Deal. This guy, he has seventeen hotels, probably more now. That's when I left him. Seventeen hotels, property all over Metro Detroit. He had like ten of these type of businesses. It's just, yeah. and he started in one little thing. Yeah. Dude. But now he doesn't work. He just goes around and finds deals, brings yeah, in, brings go, investors. Yeah. But he's a uh, all over the place. He's crazy. And uh, yeah. Yeah. What's the I, top one? Top one is my house. That's my first house. I was saying that's not this house. No, no, that's my house. <laughs> That's what no I grew shit. up in, off of Eight Mile. I love that. I was on Eight Mile and uh, right. Mound. Easy M&M. Uh, and then, yeah. Mar- <laughs> yeah. It Marshall, really was. Easy hey, Marshall well, Maddox. How about this? The best part about it, he grew up like a half mile down. I know where he grew up. Uh, That's going. insane. I grew up in a nicer neighborhood than him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, his place. His place it was a trailer. Mine, mine wasn't a trailer. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The house actually still looks the same. It's still there. That's insane. Yeah, we spent 30 years in that house. I like that. That's what, that's the one thing. Like I was watching your clips for you know probably the past couple of weeks. You know when they they pop on up. Yeah. And uh, I like that you're one of my favorite things is like you're just like you're like real. Like yeah. you're Just to the point. Like it's you, um, unadulterated, like unfiltered. Like this is what you're gonna get. But then I come here and I ask you these questions about about this place, and you go instantly back to like the like humble beginnings, right? Yeah. Um, I think people lose sight of that shit, man. I think they they forget where they came from and what they did. Don't want to go back. I mean, I love it, but I don't want to go back. That's a, yeah. but, it, but that's what made me, you know. Yeah, bro, yeah. And I, and like my, uh, they would ask me like, so my friends like, well, do you like resent your parents that they didn't have anything? I'm like, if my parents ever tried to help me and did, but try to bail me out of my life and actually gave me opportunities to be more successful, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be. open this. Yep. I wouldn't be sitting in this house. I wouldn't. I would just settle. Yep. Because they 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 made me. They gave me no choice but to figure it out. Yeah, dude. You know, and I could have made, I liked it was making shitload of mistakes and I was making the wrong decisions growing up a right, lot. Right, 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 right. And then it just came to a point where I found out like, okay, this is not going to work. Well, you're, you're, you're sort of at that point though. Like you're a creature of, of the, the, the community that have it, you know, that you're in, right? Like you can't, you can't, but make mistakes there because yeah. that's what everyone's doing. Yeah. Like not everyone, it's, it's yeah. you know, but like that's, that's like status quo a lot. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I think that I think that that's something too. Like you know, as you get going, looking back, like I had a really good upbringing with my family, um, but they, they, I think they knew where that was going, yeah. and they they said like, listen, like you don't get this for free, right? There's no yeah. free rides, so you better work your ass off to get here. Um, so I, I take all those little tiny things that like I learned from my parents, learned Absolutely. from my uncles, my my aunts, um, my grandfather. Man, my grandfather, he was a, he was a go getter. Um, he's, he's nearing, nearing the end of time and means yeah. to be like best friends, but all that stuff, like, dude, they didn't have what we have now. Like my, my grandpa, that's uh, my only grandfather or my only grandparents left last time that I had a really good conversation with them. He goes, yeah, but did you steal this? I said, what do you mean this? He's like, you stole all that money, right? Cause there's no way you can do that. I said, what do you mean? I stole it. He goes, I don't understand how you do this. He's like, mm-hmm. people don't just give money to people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, like, yes, this is what I do. And he's like, I am so proud of you. He's like, I don't understand it, but I'm proud of you. Absolutely. Like, oh, that, that's, that, and that's the thing, you know, that's one of the things I've talked about. One of my shows is, uh, I wish my dad was alive. He died 
six months before Midtown opened. Oh, dude, he was a big grocery store guy. He loved them. And I wanted him to see the store was the last thing I wanted him to see, but he didn't make it. It's fine. He knew what I was, but he knew I was, we're doing it. So, which is cool. But, um, definitely like I'm I'm a humble guy. I don't, I I want it all. I want everything. I want the luxury. I want the time, but the most important thing, I want my family to be okay and safe. And when I'm gone, I want them to have a legacy. That's it. And I think that's everyone's goal. When all the, you clear out all the bad stuff and all negativity that you see on social media, you see on the news, move it out the way. What do you really want? You want a nice life and you want to provide and you want to make sure your family has the best opportunities. Yeah. Be comfortable. Like I'm, I'm fine with like, we, we live very humbly, man. Like, um, you know, I live off of a really, we make really good money with this real estate. Um, there's a lot of advantages obviously to owning real estate and, and owning businesses as, as you know, um, there's also a lot of headaches that come with it, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I live off of, 50, 60 grand a year. That's, that's all I pay myself. And man. that and is I, very modest because that's not easy to do right now. No. And and like, but I've got my investments. I've got this stuff. And, you know, okay, I practice what I preach, right? So I, I look to bring in people that are passive investors. Yeah. And then I get my money and I passively invest into them. So like I live off that 50, 60, but I also have passive investments that I don't even worry about that are going to make me money down the road. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, business uh, adventures. Um, one of the things, man. I don't know if you've looked into this YouTube automation stuff. Oh my God. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Wow. Um, that was so I've me. got, I've got a dude right now that I know, um, he started off slow, started off really slow, but he owns uh, YouTube channels. That's all he does for work. Jeez. Um, he builds them up. He makes money throughout the whole buildup process. He sells ads to companies that, that fit the criteria. So he makes, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 a pop when he does that. And then it gets to a point where he gets enough subscribers. He sells the channel to somebody that wants to put it into their network. He just sold a channel that had like 4.2 million followers. Wow. Uh, 3.2 million followers. Sorry, not that changes much, but 3.2 million followers. He sold it for $190,000 cash and then just started the channel over again. Started a new one. Yeah, he did so he's, built, he's building attention and then selling it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, uh, so I started a channel. Um, so, so we're starting right now, actually five channels and, um, he now averages per month on his channels, like anywhere from like seven to like, I don't know, call it 10, $11,000 a month on each channel. It's incredible. And that's all he does. So he goes out there, he gets verified. He goes and does all the hard work. He hires content creators to, to create his stuff. He, he goes out there and he, he does all the SEO, all the backend work. And so it cost me a little bit of money to go in. Yeah. But he's like, like my return on investment or your return on investment should be, you'll be break even around month nine, month 12. You'll start like to really start seeing some, some traction month 18. You're going to wonder why you didn't do this forever yeah, ago. Absolutely. Um, and it's not like, like it goes to, to something that I, I laughed about before. It was like, you know, there's no original ideas. Like I, I've thought about this multiple times. Like, what can I come up with? What can I create that's brand new? Yeah. There's really nothing. Everything's like, been created. Everything's either been created or it's a spinoff of something completely yes. that's You're just, just that's going, right? You're tweaking yeah. something. And it's like, that's all good and well, but like what I want to create something on my own. It's like too late. No, yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, people do it, right? But like I don't have that mind for that no, shit. No, no. So it's like all of this stuff is like refiltering content and stuff that people want to watch. Think about the stuff you watch on YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's um and, and then you go down the rabbit hole. Right. At least I do. Right. I'll go through one of my guilty pleasures. Um, I watch like 
golden buzzers from like American America's Got Talent. <laughs> I've dude, dude, I went through a phase on that. I, I and, and here's the worst I, and part. I don't like the good ones. I like the ones that you think are gonna suck, but they're oh, that, that, yeah. That, yeah, I love the the underdog. Oh, I love when they they those they come out and you're like, this guy, <laughs> what is this? And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like, amazing. <laughs> and then you start tearing up a little bit. Well, dude, that's, oh, that's what I was gonna say. I hate when I start to tear up and my wife's crying. I'm like, she looks at me. I'm like, no, no. I'm no. like, I'm like holding my breath. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my family jokes about it now, but before I became a dad, um, I'd watch those things and I'd be like, hell yeah, these are cool as hell, right? Yeah. Now that I'm a dad, I cry like crazy. It's weird. Bro, I, I, the well, golden buzzer gets hit and start... I'm like, what if that was my kid? Like, yes. that's how cool is that? But like, my, my wife jokes and goes, uh, or actually my, my oldest son now, six, he'll go like, dad's in the American, or dad's in crying mode again. Yeah, He's watching I tear like, up. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't tell people men that. Have, men have menopause too shit. <laughs> right, we, go, we go through shit too, you know? I'm telling you, we man. We got feelings. I, I cry. Uh, so I watch. I watch good. But They're that's what I'm saying. You good. go to those YouTube channels, you start watching, and then you go and you go down the rabbit hole, and there's another one with the same stuff, but you're like a different golden buzzer. Yeah. So like none of this stuff is like new, but he uses it with everyone else's content legally. He makes a hand, you know, hand over fist with this. That's money. amazing. So I'll do, I'll, do, I'll have to show you something. Yeah, you have to like we insane. have to look into that because that's great because there's so much out there. It's just you have to be choose it what you think you're good at and yep. go after it. Yep. You know, yeah. Both feet, man. Both feet. Yeah, you have to. I I think that I mean, there's a lot of people out there creating content. There's a lot of people, but like, there's I think there's 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 two things that really come to mind. One where I think I connect a lot with you is that like you're just real. Yeah. And I, I can, I, as soon as I met you, I'm like, well, he's a no, no bullshit kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Like, like we'll, we can shoot the shit. Um, one of the first things, you know, um, that I, I felt as soon as we talked, it was like, okay, well he could be a friend of mine. Right. Like yeah. I can have a drink with him Absolutely. And, and feel, you know, feel good. And the other one is like the realness, but then the transparency. Right. I, I feel completely. And this goes back to one of the first things we talked about is having the transparency in all the things we do goes yeah. hand in hand with being real because these people want to see that you get punched in the face, man. They want to know that they're not just like, and there's guys out there. I, I know a few of them really well that are really, really big in real estate. Yeah. And they preach all of them. They never, don't. I, ever. So that's one thing I see when I see, I fall so much of the real estate stuff because it's so intriguing Yeah. and I like it. And, but cause why? Cause it's all money, 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 money. How much sure, I'm sure. making, how much I'm making, how much I'm making. And it's just like, well, how come not everyone doing it? Because, Number one, you got to have the skill. Number two, you have to know what to what to buy, not knowledge. to buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Knowledge, and you right? have the knowledge. And then number three is like, where do I start? And then, wow, is it true? And then everyone's always skeptical. Everyone's always skeptical, yeah. and 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 that's the problem. And like people start to get, you know, oh, that's not true. And then once you start, and a lot of people I meet, and like when my conversations with my circles, which I'm trying to get better at, is cutting some of these people out. So when you're no. telling them, "Hey, I'm doing this," or oh, "I'm in mortgages," I do great, Paul. I make, I'm making half a million this year. Wow! And then you hang up that full of shit. Yeah, yeah right. and you, you and you hear and cut you that steal. in half, and then you hear that, and I'm like, I got to get out of that mindset where, yeah, whatever somebody's telling me, accept it, and then just move on. I don't have to say no, yes. If that's what you're telling me, and if I trust you as a friend, then that's sure, what you're man. telling me. Yeah, yeah. And if I can't trust you as a friend to tell me that, then you're really not my friend and I'm not your friend. Yeah, right. I'm no. not, I'm, and that's the truth. And sometimes I, at this point in my life, I have to start deciding who is going to be a real person. Either you are partner and you're my friend or you just my friend. Yeah. But I can't have you be a person that wants to tear me down. Well, and that, that support system you know? too is like, you know, you know, I met your wife before, before I came in here and it's yeah. like instantly like, and that sound corny, but like you could feel like not only, 
like your friends, right? Yeah. And so that's that's great. Um, my wife and I, we we my my father in law jokes all the time about um, we've met each other's match. Um, we are, are each other's best friends, but we also just I mean just fight like crazy in like in a good way. Not like yeah. we're, we're like we are very passionate about what we're in, yeah. and so we 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 complement each other really well. Yeah. Um, but that's the same thing with business, right? Is I meet these people, we see these guys all the time. Um, quick short story. I was at a conference and this one guy walks right on up and he goes like, Hey man, I, whatever. And he's telling a story. He goes, but now, now look it. And he goes next screen. And it was like him with like three Ferraris. He's like, these are, this is what I can afford now. I'm like, well, that's cool. You just lost 99% of the crowd. Yes. No, no one, no one can relate to that. Nope. So then the next guy comes up and he goes, Oh dude, what a great story he had. Wasn't, wasn't that awesome? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah cool. Because yeah. like, maybe you're more uplifting, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah. You know what I hate about a Ferrari? Click next slide. It's not a Rolls Royce. Here's my fleet of Rolls Royce. And he's all excited. I'm like, now you lost everybody. Yeah. Then the worst part, I mean, I'm, and I, I cannot make this up. The next guy comes up and he starts talking about, he's in, it was in Vegas. Talking about how he can never afford to be in Vegas, his family. They always stayed in campgrounds while he was at soccer tournaments. Yeah. His, his friends would all go to these, these places. And I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's cool story. Like this is something yeah. that's going to relate. Right? Yeah. And I'm instantly like, okay, cool. Soccer. Yeah. Like I'm in. Yeah. And so he starts talking and then Nelson, he goes, um, you know, what's really nice about this now is now I own apartments and I own hotels here in Vegas and I own all this stuff in Vegas. Next slide. It's all of his hotels and stuff like that. I'm like, sweet. We're here for like, I can relate to that. Like we're, yeah. we're building something special. Yeah. Right. Click next slide. And I just sat there and I like instantly rolled. I was with my cousin and I instantly rolled my eyes and I'm like, wow. And he goes, I don't have a problem anymore when I'm in Vegas because I just fly in my new private jet that I got. And I was like, I literally, I stood up, my cousin stood up, we just left. It's like nothing is relatable, right? Yeah. You show all these good things, but like my very first deal, my very first deal in real estate, I lost. 140k wow so and like but i'm still here like and then my second deal um and my wife jokes about this she's like are you actually good at this because like you keep losing money yeah you but, can't do it again yeah you can't do it again so the next deal we end up losing about 60k but here's here's where i was going with that is i had investors on those deals yeah. you know who got paid them mm -hmm. you know who made money first them. Mm -hmm. i held my side of the uh, my side of the deal i just took it on the chin I tell that story all the time because like I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I've made that money a couple times over now, multiple times over, right? With all of these old projects. But if I didn't do that, the projects I'm in now, the hundred thousand dollars could be costing me millions. millions. Um, and, and I saw a thing the other day that was like billionaires, uh, billionaires become billionaires by losing millions. Millionaires uh, become millionaires by losing hundreds of thousands. And then people want to make a hundred thousands are afraid of losing anything. So they don't get there. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, that's a pretty decent, that, that's that a pretty is, decent thing. That right? exactly how it works. Yeah, man. And it's so like, you know, getting to, getting into there to actually have a letter um, and this sounds pretentious, but getting a letter saying I'm, I'm accredited, meaning I have a million dollars worth of assets. I was like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And then I continued to grow. I was like, man, I can make big boy problems though. Like I can create, like, if I make the wrong analysis. I could be losing like a couple hundred thousand dollars overnight. Mm-hmm and not know how to make that back so and like, how to it, stop it yeah and it, exactly that's the most important like not how to stop it so like bringing these investors in and telling them hey man i i made the mistakes i'm gonna make more 
I'm not, I'm not perfect. I will yeah. make more mistakes, but here's how I'm going to mitigate this. Here's what I've learned from all of this. It's helped bring these people in, man. The transparency, the network, the, 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 the whole, the whole deal, like the relatability is super important. Yeah. I mean, not, not only in my business, but in yours, like you were talking, like I first met you, like we just connected, right? Yeah. Um, the community is built off that they keep coming back because of what you've done yeah. for, you know, for the community. So like, it's a, it's a special thing. I mean, you've got to put in the work, um, but I think that transparency thing is awesome. There's absolutely, I, I, especially over, I think that's one of the, the gifts of social media, which, right. which people don't talk about is the connection, which it's starting to come there. It's just being relatable. And then when I was starting my podcast and I, this has always been like this thing for me, I've been five years, I've been trying to start a podcast and I, and I couldn't do it by itself. I just couldn't do it in my head. I just couldn't get past it. So I did one for Midtown. Okay. Instead. Yeah. Yep. And I think you probably yep. seen yep. it. And we just, and it was fun. Well, it was some of those, like that was, that was when I first started to like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta introduce myself to this guy Yeah. because uh, I started seeing those and it was like, you started doing like daily, like, um, I think like you had one where it's like a pie in the face or something like yeah. that. I cracked up. I was like, man, yeah. what the fuck was that? And then uh, I met you and I'm like, all right, this is cool, dude. But yeah. yeah so yeah, you started the pie. We, I remember seeing that. We, you we did had fun doing like, and we really got into social media. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I always loved it. I never over, over my life. I spent my whole life from 13 year old working yeah, for man. somebody, my family. I had to pick my dad up working. I was 13. I had to take over bills. Right. So did my sister. She was 16. She dropped me off at the liquor store in the hood. Go work for my friend. They took my check, my parents. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get no money. I used to fight insane. my dad. Give me 20 bucks. I want to go movies. I've been doing this my whole life. Sure. Then I got married. Then I want, I have to pay for her. Then I have to pay for my house. Then I to, it never got I want to do something for myself. Sure. And I never, and now I'm at the point in my life, I finally get to decide if I want to invest in stuff. I finally get a decision if I want to have these days off, if I want to go here, if I want to spend time with my family, if I want to be something more. Yeah. And I'm like, I want this. And I told my wife, what should I talk about? What should I, should I be? She goes, you. Just be you, man. Don't be anybody else. Probably, man. That's exactly Yeah. It. And she goes, you'd be surprised when how many people are going to relate to you. Yeah, yeah. And that's when we go back to relating. Not a fucking Ferrari. You know how many people in my community, Cal you know many Chaldeans <laughs> have fucking Ferraris? You know how many have Range Rover? They don't drive nothing. They have more car value. In that parking lot, in their driveways, than they do in their fucking house, and they're yeah. in a million dollar houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. crazy. Because I'm not going to brag about community, they, but they have been very successful. Yeah. You put our numbers oh, yeah. up and our margin and how small of a community we are. Dude, pants. They are fucking crazy successful and they're hard workers, but they love the nice things. And I think they do it just to say our community is like, we're like Kardashians. <laughs> But like on like we will crush you, Kardashians. Come near, like right. we will come after the you. The Chaldeans versus yeah. the Armenians. Yeah, right. we will come after. We will win. Like like, but like no, it's 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 great to have a culture and pride. Yeah. But sometimes our our culture goes like, wait, we're not in the right direction. Let's come back a little bit. Let's pump the enjoy breaks. the vacation. Enjoy the nice. It's listen. They work very hard. I get it. You want to reward yourself. Yeah, yeah. But if you come to a guy that Joe Schmo that makes thirty thousand a year, and you go, hey, you pull up in your Range Rover. Let me show you how to make money. First thing guy's gonna say, I have never saved more than twenty dollars. Right, right. And you want and you're driving a Range Rover, your car wash costs more, you know, yeah, like yeah. your car wash a month costs more than what I make. Right. How do you expect it to, to start with you? It's not you're scaring the shit out of him. Well, you know, there, there's that, there's certainly that. And I think that's where like the if you can't be relatable, and I think that the the, the like being relatable in the sense that like I want a new Range Rover. 
Yes. I'd love one. That's what I always uh, say. Yeah. I, I want to be Range Rover. Yeah. Um, and I will have one one day. Yeah. Um, but you I, don't need it. I don't need it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I won't ever need it. Yeah. Um, but I, I want it really bad. Um, one of the things, though, that, that I think would change that is, like, I'm, again, I'm willing to admit that I'm, I'm, I'm not all rainbows and butterflies. Man. No. Like, I, it's glorified. It's sexy. It's fun. It looks cool. But, like... There's a lot of shit that goes into that. And I'm I'm willing and I'm ready to tell that story. Yeah. Like take, I'm gonna tell you the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, that makes me, I think, relatable in, in a sense. So like, like, but those those guys, they didn't come up and tell a story about how, you know, how long it took and how how the drive and how much they put into it. And and you know, I didn't sleep at nights. I mean, the, my very first deal, my first syndication deal, my attorney called me and said, Hey, you know, tomorrow we have to you have to get a clear to close from the bank. I said, Well, I don't have the money yet. He goes, then we have to cancel the contract. I said, No. And I don't know if I've ever really told this story to this extent. Um, I straight up said, just tell him I'll give him more money. I'll give him $50,000 more earnest money. Um, and it'll be non-refundable. They get it today. Just cash the check. It goes off the sale price, but go from there. Attorney's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's like, like he's like, first off, he's like, that's not like, you shouldn't do that. It's not the dumbest thing, but like, it's, it's a really dumb idea. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, smart. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not smart. Um, but, but you're betting on yourself. I, I, and dude, that's exactly what I was going to say is I, I created a shirt that said, always bet on me. Yeah. And so like, I look at that and I go, I'm always going to bet on me. I I've had shirt. partners. <laughs> I want, yeah, I'll get you one. Um, I have, have partners, which have been great. Yeah. Um, there have been things that I've tried to do that I, I just genuinely, I questioned myself a lot and I was like, well, maybe I need to bring somebody in. Maybe I need to do this. Right. And my wife one day, he, she looked at me, and I, I, I keep talking about this because it's, it's important. She looked right at me, and she's like, you know, like, you've got something special. Like, believe in yourself more than you believe in yourself because you'll get somewhere special. And, like, I want you to because we'll get to somewhere special together. Yeah. And so I, I, I had this shirt that said, always bet on yourself. And I mean it, man. Like, at the end of the day, like, I had a business journey that I was getting into that I changed, I don't want to say my values, but I changed in how I approach things because of them. Okay. It did not work. And I bet everything on them. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. So what, So now my dream of what I wanted to do became something that seemed like a, not, now, now just like a, a, a you know, it, was, it seemed implausible. It, it seemed implausible and impossible to actually happen. And I had to reinvent how that all worked. And I thought back, I was like, I should just bet on myself. Like I knew what I needed to do. I just gave, I relinquished that power. I gave someone else the power to control me and shame on me for doing that. So yeah. I'm always going to bet on myself. But that's a lesson. Yeah, but it is. It is. But I also, and, and two, twofold with that is it's a lesson in that sense, but it's also like, it's really cool because I can, I feel like now, like I'm always going to bet on myself, but that doesn't mean that I don't trust other people. I don't Absolutely. work with other people. It means that like, I'm, I'm going to feel confident and comfortable in who I am. I'm going to bring in people that fit those that that fits that with me, and that we can collectively work together in a really good place. I'm never betting on someone else to do better. I'm going to go out there and work and do that. And if I was, I'm just going to passively invest in that person, right? Exactly. I'm going to passively yeah. invest and say, "Listen, I don't need to know and do what you do. Go and make that money for me. Awesome." Which is what people do with me. That, and that's amazing. I think sometimes people have to figure out how to know what you're good at. You do that, but if you're not good at something in your industry. Hire somebody that fucking Dude, is. Just hires. Like, Bring a partner that is. Right. You do that part. I do this right. part. That's right. our bank account. Right. And here's what we make, right? You yeah. know, and one thing, this good question I, I just hit me when you were talking yeah. about it because 
sharks. Yeah. Big dogs. Yeah. And that seems like you probably have investors that are pretty big sharks. I've dealt with some big sharks in my life. They are very, very, very intimidating. Yeah. yeah. They're very unorthodox. You, Their mindset is crazy. Yeah. yeah. 100 miles per hour. Oh, completely. We're willing to throw money in any direction. And they throw money just to upset you. So it's like, how do you, like, that's, how do you cold call one of them? That's amazing. Because I have a hard time talking to my partners. And I, and I break my ass for them. But they are like, and some of them are family. And I have a hard time telling them certain things. Like, hey, guys, can I do this? And they're like, and then at the end of the day, they're like, they look at me like, I don't give a fuck. Stop bothering me. You know, like, I'm about to do it. Then the end of the day, like, did you make money this month? Yeah. All right. Then good. Yeah, Keep see, doing see it. You know? Pat on the back. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that that stuff is weird, man. So so there's also rules that I have to follow, and, and this is something we didn't get into it. But like, yeah. I have SEC rules, federally backed, you know, SEC Securities Absolutely. Exchange Commissions that I have to follow. So one of the things is I can't I can't cold call those people. Oh, okay. So there's certain people I can't, but I have to get in the network. So one. So of you the have things, the relationship before you talk to these people. Correct. So, so I've, you, have a, I've, you have a comfort zone. I've worked the network now wow. where um, like one of the avenues I'm taking is I deal with a, a lot of professional athletes. Um, so I'm Amazing. working with those guys to get them in to invest. Right. Um, and this started actually because one of my my um, well, partner that I was going to have in real in real estate, he's a, a professional football player. OK. And he started preaching a lot about like and, and he's, he's a he's a rock star dude. He, he was preaching a lot about how like all these athletes, they lose all their money. And here's the statistics of that. Like we should you know, mm-hmm. hammer this. So I started to look into it and I've got friends that are sports agents or I've got friends that know sports agents. Um, you know who you can't get a hold of today is an athlete. You can't just get their email. Address, oh, right? Yeah. Um, but every sports agent who looks to bring in money for their client yeah. being the athletes, they're readily available. Search any sports agency out there. Go Smart. and reach out to them. So I started reaching out. And it's like, hey, listen, this is what we do. Um, and and listen, it's going to take money and time. That's I mean, I go to Vegas a lot to meet with these guys. Absolutely, it's a fun. You got to be where they are. Yeah, you yeah. got to be there, man. And so like, you know, getting in front of them and doing that. Um, and you got to shoot your shot, man. You got to shoot your shot. Um, I had a, a mentor that. Uh, what was their quote? It was, uh, uh, "Ready, fire, aim. Be ready. Take the shot, and then." Aim, aim afterwards, like figure yeah. out what you missed and, yeah. and, and adjust from there. So I was like, okay, like just that's, throw that's yourself great. in it and then Gotta figure it, it out. In, and, and like, it's not a fake it till you make it. Cause I don't like that, Yeah. but it's, it's go out there, shoot your shot, be confident in what you have and who you are. And honestly, transparent, like, listen, I don't know what I don't know, but like, this is where I'm trying to be. Yeah. You put yourself you in positions in when you start putting yourself in positions and then there, there's going to be a, at that moment, it might not be the right moment Yeah. for you, like what your value is to that person. But it's gonna might be a time when that circle comes back around full, and it it, it is the right moment. Yeah, like I do remember a guy, TJ. He said the this guy, to me. Cold these guys. Hey, I got a guy in my right. phone. Hey, TJ, remember me? Yeah, blah 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 from Vegas. Yep. Yeah, and when the phone call comes to you, you're not now you're in a different position. Yeah. You ain't jumping, he jumping, yep. and you're like, how is this guy contacting me? And then it's just because you made that lasting impression, and first impression is usually the lasting impression, regardless if you're. Not uh-huh. offering what they need at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some time in someone's life, there usually is what you're they're gonna need it sooner or later, especially yeah, yeah. if you're in the investment industry and you're in the hustling industry sure. and you're in the, the entrepreneur industry, you're gonna run into certain people. I mean, I own grocery stores, you own, you're doing yeah. real estate. Why are we talking? Because <laughs> right. at the end of the goal, it's about wealth, finance, legacy, yeah, and providing something for your family sure. to be safe and comfortable and of course enjoy 
have more time in life. And I yeah, think bro. uh we hit a lot of those points today. I love it. Man. And I thank you so much, man. I could sit here and chat all day with you, man. We got, I, awesome. You know what? Next time we're gonna do we do it later in the day. Yeah. <laughs> have the wives have them go over there and they can have drinks. Perfect. And then we'll have real drinks and cigars. I'm telling you what, you should do this. Um I I had an interview that I was in on a podcast a couple weeks ago and he said we're gonna do two years from now, we're gonna circle back hopefully and we're gonna do a where are they now kind yeah. of thing. And I thought that's a really good yeah. That's awesome. And then I got thinking, I was like, what if they did like a, like you did like an individual podcast with the person and then you brought their spouse and their family on to talk about the journey. Like, Hey, you That'd told us, so you cool. told a cool journey. You told a really good story of what happened. Right. And where you're at now let's hear it from, from her. Yeah. What did, let's hear from her. What did they have to endure? Yeah, dude. But how important I mean, is that though, to have that right person? And I said this before on one of my podcasts, you have to have the right person to support you oh, regardless dude. of whatever it is, whatever's that one there's one person in your life that's the most important besides your kids. You're going to love that. Yeah, yeah. But that one pers person that knows every single thing about you, yeah, right? It's your spouse. Yeah. Your mom does, but eventually you'll leave mommy. <laughs> eventually you'll leave mommy. <laughs> right. Because you can't hide nothing from them. They're just like magicians. Yeah, they yeah, see yeah. everything. But like that one person, how important that is, people have no idea. Because if you leave that house to go knock out a deal and at home it's bad, it ain't going to. 90% of the chance that deal is going to end bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the, that's the too. I, I mean, and, and I know we're, we're wrapping up, but I had a, a scenario. I'm going to Phoenix, like I said, to meet with one of my, uh, my students this week. And he said, you better, you better give your wife a big hug. And I said, well, of course, like why? He goes, dude, you're going to LA, you're going to Phoenix, you're going to Vegas all in one trip. She sits at home with the kids. You go, you go to every hot spot. Every, yeah, every <laughs> right. no, I might go with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Free, yeah and free. That is the, that's the big, dude. I was having my first kid. We just got married. Yep. I told her, my wife, I want to move to Kalamazoo to do this. And she's like, huh? Well, she's, she's from, she's Kelly. She's from Metro Detroit. And all her family is like, what is happening? I'm like, live with my mom while you have the baby. I'll come visit every weekend. She thought I moved to freaking back to Iraq. No, like, yeah. She lost her mind. Like, I'm going to be away from you for how long? Five days a week? And like, like oh, yeah, it's only for like six months and you're moving out. It was like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard for a woman to adjust and not have her spouse around, but you know, God bless my wife. She's a go-getter. She's busy. She's she's awesome. Sometimes she's a busier than me and she's a hustler. And it's awesome. She's a woman of many trades and I appreciate that. And Love I probably it. wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. If no, you wouldn't. Her. No, you so, wouldn't. You're a good again. man. You're the appreciate man. It, bro. Love you, bro. Love Thank you, too, you for everything. Cheers, man.